A lot of people say they don't read the Bible because they don't understand it. And as a Christian, I feel like it's my duty to explain it to you. Welcome to the Ghetto Bible Tales. I'm your host, Jerrica. And here at the Ghetto Bible Tales, we retell Bible stories and discuss biblical themes in a comical yet understandable way. We're going to laugh, but we're going to learn too. So strap on your seatbelt, pop yourself some popcorn, and let's do this. up y'all it's your girl jerica welcome back to another episode of ghetto bible tales and this time we are talking about the three hebrew boys ladies and gentlemen a very familiar story so let's get ourselves together and let's talk about the three hebrew boys so today y'all we are going to be talking about the real rebels of the bible like most people be like, if you drink and you party and you da 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 da, then you 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 a rebel. But let me tell you something: the three Hebrew boys are the real rebels. They the real gutter people. Because I mean, everybody drinking, everybody having sex, everybody doing this, that, and the third. So if everybody doing it, how are you a rebel? It look like that's just what everybody do. But the three Hebrew boys didn't do what everybody did. And that in itself makes them a rebel, right? Before we get into this, we're going to do what we always do with all Ghetto Bible Tales is we're going to uh, talk about the rules of context. Before you can even get into this Bible, you must understand and grasp the concept of the rules of context. So, rule number one of context is language. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible was not originally written in English. Please, please take in account the differences between language before you actually get into this Bible, okay? Rule number two, history and culture. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot apply 2022 American culture to the Bible. That is ancient Israel culture and it will not work. So please don't do it. Rule number three, the Holy Spirit. It is impossible to grasp the under- an understanding of the Bible without the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to need for you to talk to your God and tell him to bestow upon you understanding. And when he does that, he is placing his Holy Spirit on you. And I'm telling you that is the only way for you to fully understand the Bible. The last and final rule of co- context is reading the Bible as a whole. I just saw a situation on Facebook last week about uh, uh, how somebody took one verse and just made that one verse mean something. And I mean, well, when you only take half, well, actually it was half of the verse. So when you only take half of the verse that says half of a statement, of course it's going to look like it means something. That is why the final rule of context is very important. Read the Bible as a whole from beginning to end. Do not take half of a verse and expect 
defend it on this giant scale and say it means this when it does not. You have to take in context the whole situation that happens within the Bible at the moment of that verse. Okay? So, once you grasp and gain an understanding of the rules of context, let's get on with the story. So, the three Hebrew boys are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, I, I I deserve a round of applause for that because I just pronounced those names with no problem. So, give it up for Jericho, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jericho because I can actually pronounce these names. Or am I? I think I'm pronouncing them right. I mean, I feel confident in the pronunciation. I think I did it right. But anyway, we learn about the three Hebrew boys in Daniel chapter 3. And, and 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 before I can get into um, the Hebrew boys, I have to do a little bit of history. This is where one of our rules of context comes in. Um, history up at the, to this point of the Bible. Um, at this time, Israel and Judah, as you know, were two nations. And uh, this king, whose name is at the bottom of the screen... I have done a ghetto Bible tell on him, and I, I think it's I think it's pronounced Nebuchadnezzar, but I'm really totally not confident in the way that I'm pronouncing his name. So his name is at the bottom of the screen, and I'm gonna refer to him as King. Okay, so the King of Babylon has conquered Israel and Judah, and has forced Israelites into slavery. And at the time of these, the three Hebrew boys and Daniel um, have been tasked to work within the. Um, the castle so they have promotions they're not i mean i don't think they're really considered slaves or them mm-hmm, but they, they they have high positions in the castle and within that which i feel like it's something that people should know um their names were changed because shadrach meshach and abednego are not their original names um when they became slaves the king switched their names up. So I'm going to tell you their original names. Shadrach's original birth name is Hananiah. Meshach's original birth name is Michelle. And Abednego's original birth name is Azariah. But when they became slaves, the king served a different God and he needed their names to match with what he believed in so he switched their names up um and y'all know i've discussed this before but daniel's name was changed to his original name was daniel but the name that nebuchadnezzar changed it to was belteshazzar belteshazzar it's at the bottom of the screen y'all already know but anyway i just thought it'd be an interesting little tidbit to let y'all know how their names were changed because this is something that i didn't even realize until recently so you learn something new. And I read the story like 50 million times and never paid attention to that. But, you know, you learn something new. That's why it's very important to read the Bible in context. And that third rule, the one about the Holy Spirit, is a very important rule. I read it with the Holy Spirit this time and saw things that I had never seen before. So take in the rules of context when you're trying to read and study your Bible. It will help. Okay. So the book of Daniel chapter three starts like this. The king, Nebuchadnezzar, is smelling himself. So he builds a golden statue of himself 
and erects it in the center of Babylon. Now, the Bible says that the statue is 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide. And when we um, convert that into inches and feet, it is 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. So he didn't build a 90 foot statue of himself and it is pure gold. It is in the middle of Babylon. And once he raises this statue up, he makes a decree telling people to worship it. So the king sets up this ceremony for worship of his statue. So basically a symphony would play um the bible said flutes harps strings whatever orchestra basically so when the orchestra would start playing people were supposed to stop whatever they doing and just bow and worship that golden statue and <laughs> apparently if you didn't bow and worship this statue the king threatened to throw you in the fiery furnace. So, random times of the day, music just start playing. So, I'm assuming this orchestra must be playing mighty loud for everybody in Babylon to even hear it. But if you heard the music, you're supposed to drop down on your face and bow and be like, praise Nebuchadnezzar. That's what you're supposed to do. Because if you didn't, you was gonna die so i just imagine you know some music just start playing and people just start dropping like flies on their face bowing to this statue and i just imagine the three hebrew boys looking around like So, of course, somebody saw the children of Israel. Like, I mean, I guess they're the children of Israel. Somebody saw the three Hebrew boys not participate in this ceremony. And they ran a snitch to the king. Mind you, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they know the king. I just bumped my mic. I hope I didn't mess it up. Mind you, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they know the king because they work. They have high positions. So, they work within the... Um, up in the castle and biblical scholars believe that the reason that the whoever that was snitched on them because it says that they're a i'm gonna pronounce this so wrong but the names at the bottom of the screen the person who um snitched was a, a chaldean a child chaldean chaldon chaldon i don't know how to pronounce it i'm pretty sure i'm saying it wrong but it's at the bottom of the screen that type of person is the person who snitched on the three hebrew boys and Biblical scholars believe that that person was jealous that these Israelite slaves have taken on high positions within the Babylonian Empire. So that was their reasoning for snitching on them. But anyway, the king calls the three Hebrew boys uh, to come speak to him because he wanted to question this himself. I mean, he didn't right off the bat believe that person snitching because he regarded them 
highly. So he called the men and asked them personally. So the three Hebrew boys meet with the king and he asked them, when that music started playing, did y'all not bow? Because I'm hearing whispers that you didn't. So the three Hebrew boys proudly say, yeah, it's true. We ain't bowing to you. You ain't nobody. Well, that right there pisses the king all the way off. He tells them that he is going to throw them in the fiery furnace. And then he was like, and what God you serve is going to be able to save you from me. So once again, these three Hebrew boys, these three rebels, look the king square in his face. And with big mouth and big faith, like your boy David in a, a, a episode three, Ghetto Bible Tale, big mouth, big faith, these three Hebrew boys looked that man in his face and they said, Our God can deliver us from you. He can save us from the fiery furnace. But even if he don't, we still ain't bowing to no golden statue of you. Because once again, you ain't nobody. So at this point, the king got steam coming out his ears because these three little slaves that told him that they ain't finna serve him. And also that they ain't finna serve his God because he, he wanted them to serve him and his God. He got steam coming out his ears. He is pissed. And they standing there in full pride. They ain't scared or nothing they was like we 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 accept death we finna die for hours because we ain't finna serve you and because of this their rebellion the king tells the people to turn that fire furnace up times seven and i, I i'm starting to see a recurring uh, uh theme up in up in this bible the number seven i'm gonna have to look that up because the number seven has come up so much Seven, y'all remember the king went crazy for seven years and got saved. The fire got turned up times seven. Y'all remember in number 12, Miriam was cursed with leprosy for seven days, like seven, seven, seven. I'm gonna have to look up what that number means because seven is a recurring number within the Bible. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. The king has the people turn the fire furnace up times seven. And he made sure that they had on, um, that they were bond bounded at the hands, like uh, tied up with ropes, and that they had on uh, legs or clothes. I guess he really wanted them to burn up. I, I don't know, but he had the, the furnace turned up times seven. So the flame got so hot that the people that turned it up got scorched, burnt to a crisp. The people take the boys; they already tied up this, that, and the third, and they shoved them into the fire. And the people that shoved them in the fire died instantly. They they were scorched as well. Got burnt, slap up, trying to push them into the fire. See, <laughs> let me tell you a little something about the Lord. While you plotting, trying to hurt somebody else, you'll be to hurt your dog on self. That's why they say when you dig one grave, you better dig two. They trying to throw the Hebrew boys in the fire and they got killed themselves. But anyway... The three Hebrew boys, they are in the fire. Fire just going. So, Nebuchadnezzar be like, check the fire. So, he opened the little thing and look up in there. And he see more than three people. And his mind is blown. Because, first of all, they standing in there chilling. They ain't screaming. They ain't complaining about it being too hot. Nothing. They just sitting there chilling. And last time he checked, he only threw three people up in there. 
Nebuchadnezzar are looking in the fire like one, two, three, four, four. Did I learn my numbers correctly? Cause it's it four people up in there. Meanwhile, the three Hebrew boys and Jesus just in the furnace roasting marshmallows and having them a good old time while while Nebuchadnezzar and everybody else staring at the, the window of the furnace trying to figure out how there's an extra person up in there. But Nebuchadnezzar clearly ain't no idiot because he said <laughs> that looks like the son of God that's in that furnace with them. Now, when, now, 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 there are a lot of people who say Jesus, they don't believe in Jesus because he doesn't exist within the Old Testament. Um, Daniel chapter 3, ladies and gentlemen, the Son of God is in the fiery furnace with the three Hebrew boys. I mean, you still don't believe? So Nebuchadnezzar staring in this fire looking at the four figures in this fire and he realized that the only thing that burned in the fire was the ropes that had them bound and he was astonished so he told them to come on out the fire so the three Hebrew boys that come out the fire they are untouched unsinged they don't even smell like smoke like they've been sitting in a fire roasting they don't they don't smell like smoke they don't look like they've been burned nothing they come out un i mean they come out clean no blemish ooh ooh that's how jesus stepped up out the grave ooh ooh okay let me get myself together cuz that mm, mm. ooh lord i'm sorry i'm having a moment y'all but anyway they step out that fire clean and unblemished and immediately upon them stepping out the fire your boy Nebuchadnezzar the king he started praising God he started giving glory to God talking about how good the Lord is mind you this is a man who was just telling people to praise him and his gods now he praising the God of Israel he issues out another decree he tells everybody in Babylon do not speak against the God of Israel because the God of Israel delivered his people from the fiery furnace. He ain't no joke. So do not speak against the God of Israel and if you do speak against the God of Israel you and your family will be burned to a crisp and all the land that you have will also be burnt up. Oh I'm sorry. No that's wrong. Let me rephrase that. He said you and your family would be cut into pieces and all of your land and stuff will be burnt to a crisp. Yeah. You and your family be cut into pieces and everything you have will be reduced to ashes. That was the decree. So don't talk smack about the God of Israel or you're going to get God. That's basically what the decree said. Now, and then after he gave that decree, he promoted the three Hebrew boys to an even higher position within the kingdom of Babylon. So whoever snitched on them probably was kicking themselves because you didn't get no promotion and don't nobody like a snitch. But despite seeing how amazing the God of Israel was, King Nebuchadnezzar 
still did not convert to Christianity. He still held himself at high esteem. It was like this, you know, he knew the God of Israel was real and that the God of Israel was powerful. However, he was a prideful man and he still felt like, you know, he did a lot, which he did in the kingdom. But I mean, he he just felt like, you know, I'm still that dude. So I don't really have to serve that God. I just acknowledge that that God exists, but I don't have to serve him and do it and do what he tells me to do. So that's pretty much what what his relationship with God was, was that he acknowledged that God was real and that God was powerful, but it wasn't worth his conversion because apparently he thought himself of as a God. So why would you serve a God if you think you a God? But I, he can, I can acknowledge that you, you real, but I'm a God too. And we find out later, which I have discussed Nebuchadnezzar's conversion in another ghetto bible tale you can go back and listen to it but um he does convert after seven years of going crazy but right here we can draw parallels between king nebuchadnezzar and pharaoh the difference between the pharaoh in exodus and nebuchadnezzar in daniel is that pharaoh's heart hardened against God because of the things that were happening at that time and Pharaoh also thought that he was a God which was ridiculous but he did he thought he was a God too him and Nebuchadnezzar were very similar however Pharaoh's heart didn't soften toward God he it made his heart harder which resulted in his death and losing the children of Israel as slaves Nebuchadnezzar on the other hand his heart did not harden towards God. It softened and he converted and became a Christian. So, you know, that was the difference between the Pharaoh of Exodus and Nebuchadnezzar of Daniel. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of the three Hebrew boys, the three rebels of the Bible. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can read it yourself. Just turn your Bible to Daniel chapter 3 and read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Your girl pronounced the names correctly for once. I think I, I hope I did. <laughs> but anyway, I hope y'all like this video. Comment and subscribe. And make sure you sign up for the mailing list so you can be updated on new um, episodes. You can stream the podcast on all podcast streaming services. That is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, etc. You can visit the website at ghettobobbatales.com to check out blog posts as well as see if you missed an episode. But make sure you sign up for that mailing list. But anyway, that was the three Hebrew boys. That was the three rebels of the Bible. I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Until next time. Peace. All Ghetto Bible Tale episodes are posted on YouTube simultaneously in video format. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow the show on all social media at Ghetto Bible Tales. Head on over to GhettoBibleTales.com and you can sign up for the mailing list so that you can be notified of updates and other things. You can also request topics or stories that you'd like for me to discuss on the show. Once again, I'm your host, Jerrica, and this has been the Ghetto Bible Tales. New episodes are posted every Wednesday and every Sunday.